sun didn't shine. I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine. I loaded 16 tons, a number nine coal, and the straw boss said, Well, bless my soul, you load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older than people who then. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Welcome again to First Baptist Church of Sandy Springs. Tennessee Ernie Ford, the song you just heard, 16 Tons, was number one on the charts in 1955. As you heard, maybe you know the song, it's about a coal miner with a burden. He's in so much debt that he doesn't even have time to die. St. Peter, don't you call me because I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. I'm not talking about debt today, but I am talking about heavy loads, like the picture we saw of the heavy load. Before we go further, let's pray together. Lord, it's our prayer that with a different world and people watching from home, a lot of them concerned and perhaps frightened, that you would help to lighten loads, that you would help us to refocus, that you would help us to have joy in the midst of turmoil, to have peace in the midst of chaos because we're focused on you. So Father, thank you that you are in the business of lifting burdens. Through the history of our church, there have been burdens in our people of not COVID-19, but cancer and death and disease and hurt and heartache. And Father, those common things that happen in this world. No matter what we are facing, thank you for facing those things with us and for easing our burdens if we let you. Help us to let you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's a silly question I know to begin with, but have you ever felt overloaded? Maybe now in these days you feel as overloaded as you ever have. During this time of pandemic, many families, parents have had to also become school teachers during these days something they didn't sign up for. A lot of you have had to learn new technologies and you're doing Zoom meetings and being challenged with technology. Families have not been able to get together. It's odd the celebrations that you can not have while we're distancing. Graduating seniors, I've thought about them that have missed their best year and not been able to celebrate with their classmates. Too many have lost jobs. We continue to remind you to pray for our country and our world and our leaders and our medical people that are working so very diligently and so very hard. But a lot of them are overloaded. We say things like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to keep going. Or, I don't know how much more of this I can take. Have you said that? People say, my plate is full and we all think, I need a vacation. There are likely times when we've all felt that way. Today we're going to look at the life of the Apostle Paul. In our intro, when we played a song and showed our announcements, we gave you a heads up on our scriptures today. 
Hope you have your Bibles with you. We're going to begin in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. We're going to look at the life of the Apostle Paul. He had some tough times. And the words that we read about his life and how he persevered in these tough times, I think will help us through our tough times. So we begin in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. Paul said, we are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Here Paul is doing some reflecting on his life. He had all sorts of difficulties. He'd been imprisoned for his faith. He'd been beaten. He'd been shipwrecked. He'd been snake bit. He'd been falsely accused. So he talks about pressure when he says that he'd been pressed on every side. He talks about being perplexed when he's confused and numb. He talks about being hunted down when he was mistreated and abused and beaten. He talked about getting knocked down. In his life, he was knocked down many times. You've most likely read about Paul's life. You know he began as Saul, a persecutor of Christians. And you know about his conversion when God shined a bright light and spoke to him while he was on his road to Damascus to persecute Christians. But I want you to see what happened after Paul's conversion, what he was told. It's in Acts chapter 9, beginning at verse 10. There was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision, calling, Ananias? Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He's praying to me right now. I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. He's authorized by the leading priest to arrest anyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and the kings as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. That was true. Paul did suffer. But thank God it's also true that his message has made it to us about how to deal with suffering and how to deal with burdens. Paul had a great connection to God and that's key. You've heard probably through these times and other times, I don't know how people make it without faith. I agree. I don't know how they do. But for the Christian, for Paul, and now for you and for me, when the pressure comes, when we're pressed on every side, Paul had relief, and so do we. When he was perplexed, when we are perplexed, there is hope. When he was hunted down, mistreated, abused, there was protection that we find as well. When he was knocked down, there was rescue, the same as for us. The question that I have is, how did Paul do this? 
How did he persevere through so very much that would have probably stopped the average man? How did he keep going in spite of all of this mess? I think the answer is focus. Paul had a laser-like focus, not on the situation, not on the circumstances, but on God. Before I get to Paul's focus, let me give you a great example from this world. When the armies of Napoleon swept across Europe, one of his generals was about to make a surprise attack on a little town of Feldkirk on the Austrian border. As Napoleon's great army was approaching, a group of citizens from the town of Feldkirk met to decide what to do. They were perplexed until a local pastor spoke and he said, this is Easter day. We've been counting on our own strength and that will fail. We need to depend on God. Since it's Easter, let's go to church. Let's ring the church bells. Let's celebrate a risen Savior. We are weak, but he is strong. So in a few moments, the church villagers went to their churches and they started to ring the bells and people started to come and go to Easter services. When the generals of Napoleon's army heard the bells ringing, they thought it was a sign that the Austrian army had arrived for a big battle. And so they left. The great army of Napoleon retreated. And I tell you this story because it helps us focus. These people focused on God and they trusted in him and he delivered them. If we forget about God and if we forget about the miracle of the resurrection, we'll be invaded. But if we focus, if we remember, we'll be okay. Although it was two weeks ago, Easter is something we celebrate every day. Let's look at Paul's focus now. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we find these words beginning in verse 17. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze, our sight on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. I'm going to read that one more time. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18. For our present troubles are small and won't last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, rather we fix our focus on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. Isn't that the truth? This world and the things that we can see around us will disappear. The things that we cannot see, the faith that we know is so real, but we cannot see, will last forever. Paul was so focused on the kingdom of God. I love the chorus that we often sing, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. It's all a matter of focus. It was 7 p.m. on October the 20th, 1968. 
Mexico City, the Olympic Stadium, and there were just a few spectators left in the stadium. The winner of the 26-mile marathon had crossed the line over an hour before this when most of the people started to leave. And now the last of the runners were coming across the finish line. After most everyone was gone, sirens started to ring and the police cars and motorcycles came in the track escorting one last runner who appeared at the entrance. His leg was bloody and bandaged and he was wearing the colors of Tanzania. He was experiencing intense pain, he was hobbled, he had fallen, he was hurt, he'd received medical attention, but he got up, decided to finish the race. So the last part of the leg is the 400 meters around the stadium, and he hobbled through. As a few people cheered him on, because most everyone was gone, a reporter came and asked him why he didn't quit the race. And the runner from Tanzania said, my country did not send me 7,000 miles to start the race. They sent me 7,000 miles to finish the race. He was so focused on what was at the end that he persevered. We're in a race. And we need to persevere. And we need to focus on what is right and good and true. Maybe you've gotten off of course. If you don't focus on God, you'll get off course. If you focus and dwell on each hurt and each pain and each burden and your environment today, it's going to be difficult, if not unbearable. But remember 2 Corinthians 4.18, we fix our view, our focus on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. There's another scripture that I wanted you to look at. You can study this one at home. It's about Moses. And if you know about Moses' life, he, like Paul, had lots of difficulties. But look what we are told about Moses in Hebrews 11.27. I'll leave you with this verse. About Moses, it said, By faith he left Egypt, unafraid of the king's anger. For he persevered as though he saw him who is invisible. He persevered as though he saw him who is invisible. Work on your focus. Look for God. During these days, don't focus on the circumstances and the situation. Focus on your deliverer. And may you persevere as though you see him who is invisible. Let's pray together. Father, in our houses, wherever we are right now, things are different. But Father, the truth remains the same, is that you love us, that you sent Jesus Christ to teach us how to live, to die for our sins, to be raised on the third day, to intercede for us in heaven, and you've prepared a place for us, your followers. Help us to never lose sight of that. Help us to remember that we are not citizens of this world, that you have something much better for us. And Father, as we remember that and are comforted by that and our burdens are lifted because of that, help us to lift the burdens of those around us and reminding them that, hey, there's something much better than this world, this temporary world, 
we have something permanent. So Father, help us in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with those around us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.